Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. This morning, Matthew chapter 5, the title of the message is The Light to the World. The Light to the World, I want to talk to you this morning about the importance of our church, why it's important for our church to be here, why it's important for our church to continue, why it's important for you as a Christian, as a believer, uh, to serve the Lord, and why it's important that you uh, do what you can where God has placed you. That's what I want to encourage you with this morning. Matthew chapter 5. Uh, I'll read verse 14 again there. He says, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men, hide, men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick and give it and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So this morning, let's talk about the light to the world. Uh, I have three thoughts that I'll share with you here this morning, and we'll get into our first one here in just a minute. But as we get into this lesson, or this message here today, there are three types of light in the world. Three types of light. You have the natural light, which would be the sun. Uh, this morning, the, the sun is shining out there, so we can see it. You know, it's shining every day. It's just sometimes the clouds get in the way, but the sun is out there. There's also what we would call artificial light. That's what we have inside here this morning, which are everything from light bulbs, light can, or uh, fluorescent bulbs to LED light bulbs, all, all different sorts. So those are what we would call artificial light. And then you have spiritual light in this world, spiritual light. That's the light of the Word of God, the light of Christ, the light of God that is in this world which is darkened by sin, and that's spiritual light. And that's what I want to talk about here this morning, how we are to be lights in this world of sin. And I do believe a light is needed today in 2022. I do believe the light is needed in our world because of the sin that's in our world. You know, the world is dark spiritually and dark morally. Uh, there's a lot of sin out there, and there's a lot of darkness. And when I say darkness, not physical darkness, but spiritual darkness in our world. And so we need to let the light shine, because light is needed in our world today. You know, the Bible teaches that once someone is saved, now salvation is a personal relationship between you and God. You're not saved by coming to church. Uh, you're not saved uh, by growing up in a family that goes to church. You're saved because you have understood you're a sinner, uh, and you've sinned against God. And you've understood that your sin has separated from you from God. And you've understood that you need a Savior. You can't save yourself. And then you've understood that Christ has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for your sin. And salvation is when you repent. The Bible says repent and believe and be saved. Now that word repent, it means a change of mind. You have a change of mind towards sin. A change of mind towards God, who He is. A change of mind towards you. You understand you're a sinner. And then you believe on Christ and you're saved. You accept Christ. You receive Him into your heart. And you're saved. Now that's a, a personal relationship between you and Christ. And this morning, I hope and pray you have done that. That's something that you have done, that you are saved. Because that's where it begins. I can tell you this, if you're not saved, the rest of this message won't matter. Okay, if you're not saved, the rest of this message will not matter. Make sure you're saved. Make sure you've trusted in Christ. Because once you're saved, then Christ obviously dwells with you. The Spirit dwells within you. And then you can be a light. A light for God in this world of sin. So a saved person goes from darkness to light. The Bible teaches that in Ephesians 5, that you're saved from darkness to light, and that once you're in the light, you should live in the light. Continue to live in the light that God has given you, 
and continue to be a light in the world of darkness around you. Now think about a church. A church is a, an assembly, is what the word is. A church is an assembly. You know, this building is not the church. This building is what we would call the home of the church here on earth. This is where we meet. This is where we have our assembling. But the church is the people. That's what the church is. The church is made up of believers, people that are saved, that have accepted Christ as their Savior, and that have joined a church to serve the Lord and worship the Lord. So Central Baptist Church is made up of you, those that are here, that are saved, your believers, you make up this church. And when you think of it this way, when a, a church is together, that's more light. We're all lights. And a church as a whole should be a bright light in this community. And, you know, we go our different directions throughout the week and we're all lights wherever we are. But as a whole, our church should be a light to the world. And so I want to talk to you this morning about the light that we are to be in this world. Let's, uh, three thoughts here. The first one is, you know, light is helpful. Light is helpful. The Bible tells us here in verse 14, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So the first thought we have here is a city on a hill. A city on a hill. Now let's get a picture of a city on a hill. Uh, maybe he was considering Jerusalem when he spoke this, but a city on a hill uh, at nighttime is lit up. Back then they probably had torches and candles and the city itself had lights. Today we have all sorts of artificial lights that light up a city. But a city is, has lights. A city on a hill can be seen. It can be seen from a distance sometimes. You know, the glow of the lights. Uh, have you ever left the city? You know, we're, we're in a, a city area and you get outside the city and it's like, wow, it's really dark out at night sometimes when you get outside the city because the city has lights. There's so many lights, whether it's from parking lot lights, street lights, lights from all over the place. Well, this is the picture he's given us. He says, you're to be like a city on a hill. People should be able to see you. They should be able to see you at night. That The glow from the light uh, should be seen in the world. So here's a thought here on the believer. Here's something I want to encourage you with. Your life is to be similar. As you go through your daily routine, live so others can see Christ in you. Now you think about Christ and the relationship we have with Him. Once you're saved, uh, the Bible tells us that you belong to Christ. The Spirit dwells within you. Now He is the light. He is light. Uh, the, I guess they, the best illustration I can give you is like the sun and the moon. You know, if you look at the moon at night, you can see it. But the moon has no light to give off of itself. It's a reflection of the sun. That's what we're seeing when you look at the moon. That's how it is with a believer. I don't have light to give off of myself. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by God's grace. But what I have is Christ within me, the light of God that I can shine in the world. And that's what you have as well if you're saved. And that's the power of Christ in your life. And that's the light we're to be. So a, as far as a city is concerned, you think about a city, your life should stand out from the world. People should see a difference between you and the world. Also, like a city, you should shine when it's dark out. When it's dark out is when people should see you. It should be obvious you, obvious you belong to God. Just like a city, it's obvious, hey, there's a city there. Uh, we're traveling, look, at night, there's a city there. We can see the lights, we can see the glow. Uh, there's a city there, and as far as your life, it should be clear, hey, the light is in your life. As a church, it should be clear, the light is here. This is where truth is. This is where Christ works. And that should be our prayer at all times. Notice the second example he gave, and that's a candle. Verse 15, neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. So he talks about a candle being 
lit here. Now the candle he's probably referring to, most believe, is a, a lamp. They had a lamp that uh, had what we would call like a candlestick. It had several uh, candle uh, sticks there, similar, similar to the one that was in the tabernacle uh, that had seven, uh, had different uh, candlesticks on there or branches for candles. And when they were lit up, they could shine through the house. You would have light inside the house. And that's the point. He's saying when men light a candle for the house, then they put it in there and guess what? There's light there. Now today, we don't go around lighting candles. You might occasionally when the power goes out. But for the most part, you flip a switch. Right? I don't know. Maybe you have the the clapper. I don't know. Some people have those clapper things. So I'm not sure if that's still in. But you flip a switch, you turn the light on. And there's light so you can see where you're going. And that's what light is. It, it, It provides light and darkness. You know, when you have light, the darkness will go away. That's the thought. And here with Christ, he's saying you're like a candle in a house. You can brighten up the place that you're in, where you are, with the light of Christ. Now, you can apply this to where you live. You can apply this to where you work. You can apply this to the neighborhood you're at. You can apply this even to the place you shop. You're a light where you shop. Everywhere you go, you're a light for Christ. And others can see Christ either in you or they can hear him through you, the words you choose to use, and allow God to to shine through you. You see, the believer's life is similar to a candle. A candle must be lit and put up. Just like a believer, you have to choose to shine and allow people to see Christ in you. I want to go to the second thought here this morning, and that is, you know, a light can be hidden. A light can be hidden. And we don't want to hide our light. We don't want to hide our light. But you know, lights can be hidden. Now, in this passage, we find one example. But I'm going to have you turn over here in a minute to two others. We're going to start with the first one. You know, in Christ's teachings, he spoke concerning hiding the light. And he gave three examples of how we can hide our light. And here's the first one in Matthew chapter 5 that I'll use this morning. And it says here, verse 15, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel. Put it under a bushel. Now, the bushel, let's talk about hiding our light under a bushel. The bushel was the grain measure is what it was. And it was something that was common in every house back then. It represented their finances, their money. And he's saying people don't light a candle and hide it under the the bushel. It can't be seen. Well, let's think about the, the thought there, folks. You know, it's easy to hide our light in order to gain the world's treasures. Now just stop and think about that for a moment. It's easy to hide our light in order to gain the world's treasures. In other words, it's easy to say, well, I'm not a Christian now, so I can get this. Or I'm not a Christian in this area, so I can gain this. Or here's the other way. It's easy not to speak up because we may think we're going to lose out on something. See, Christ doesn't want hidden disciples is what the point is. He wants us to shine our light at all times and trust him to take care of things. And we're to shine our light wherever we are. Now, I know that today, you know, things have changed where you work. I know there's a lot more what I would call rules and regulations at work sites than there probably ever has been concerning the ability to witness for for Christ. But that doesn't stop us from doing what's right. You know, wherever you work, you can always do what's right. You can act the right way. You can do the right thing. You can speak the right words. And then when you get opportunity to witness, you know, each... Each job location is different. But if God's opened up a door for you to be a witness, then you can use your words to be a witness. But if nothing else, you can live the life of a Christian in front of others that you work with. 
And you can be a testimony in front of others that you work with or others in your life. And, and so the point here really is make sure we're not hiding our light in order to gain the treasures of the world. It's better to lose all the treasures of the world and to be a light for Christ and do what God would want us to do. Turn with me if you would to Mark 4. Let me show you the other the other challenge here of hiding the light or the other, the other way we can hide our light. Mark chapter 4. And it says here in verse 21, And he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel? We've already talked about the bushel. He says, Or under a bed? And not to be set on a candlestick. Notice he gives a second one here. He says, Or under a bed. So we have a bushel. And then we have a bed. Now when you think of a bed, you think of rest, relaxation, somewhere where you find sleep, recharge your batteries for the next day, a place of comfort, place of ease. In other words, the point being, you don't want to hide your lights. You don't want to hide your light in order to live a life of ease and comfort. Okay, We don't want to hide being a Christian so we can have an easy life here on earth. Now, I'm not looking for a difficult life. We shouldn't seek hardships. But at the same time, we should be willing to be a testimony, even if it means we run into a little bit of difficulties. Even if it means we we might lose a friend or two. Even if it means someone may say something about us, negative. Well, we're going to be a Christian. We're not going to be rude, but we're going to be faithful to Christ and we're going to let our light shine. That's the thought here. Don't, Don't hide your light so you can avoid some difficult times. Don't hide your light so your life will be a life of ease and comfort. You know, as a church, that's the same thing. You know, there are a lot of churches that have hidden their light. Unfortunately, I think the lights have gone out in a lot of churches. They've hidden their light because they want ease and they want comfort. They don't want the world attacking them. They don't want people to say anything negative about them, so they've hidden their light. We must make sure we don't hide our light. We let the light shine. You know, we don't tell people rudely. That sin is sin, but we make it clear that sin is sin. Okay? Abortion is sin. It's murder. I believe homosexuality is sin. The Bible says so. Those are sins that the Bible says that have separated people from God. Alcoholism is a sin. Gossiping is a sin. You see, those are sins. And those shouldn't change with the culture. They don't change with the culture, by the way. But as a church, we shouldn't hide our light simply because the culture is changing. We still take a stand on what's right. We still present the gospel. We still tell people, even if they don't want to hear it, there's still one way to heaven, and that's through Christ. There's not many ways. There's not a a dozen ways. There's not pick your way, or whatever way suits you, or whatever way is best. By the way, that's the devil's lie, and that's taken over the world. Everyone's to find their own way, and I'll leave them be, they'll find their own way. No, the Bible says there's one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. You see, that's the gospel. That's what our church is here for. We're here to be a light, to let people know that Christ has the answer, to let people know that Christ is the Savior, to let people know that He's the door, that He's the way, that He's the life, that He's the truth. See, it's all about Christ, and that's what we're to present. And that's the light we're to be in this world, and we're not to hide that light, looking for ease or comfort. Let's go over to the book of Luke, chapter 11. Here's the last one he mentions. Luke chapter 11. And it says here in verse 33, it says here, uh, No man, when he hath lighted a candle, put it, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that, 
they which come in may see the light. Now here he uses the word secret place. That word refers to a cellar. Uh, We call them basements today. A secret place, a hidden place. Somewhere out of sight, somewhere where it's not going to be found. Uh, I think this here is a picture of hiding the light. uh, Probably because we're just fearful or afraid. And we can all become that way. We can all be fearful. We can all be afraid. I mean, I'll tell you this. Some of the hardest people to witness to is family and friends. Right? Because we, we don't want to lose our relationship with them, our friendship with them. And so it's difficult sometimes to witness to family and friends. That's when it can become fearful. Now, it might not be the fear of persecution. It's a fear of just losing the friendship there. What we must do is trust Christ in those areas. Look for opportunities to be a witness, to let our light shine, and ask God to open up doors. Ask God to give us the wisdom of what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. So that way we can still be a light. And keep the friendship there and still be a light around our family and friends. But don't shy away from it. See what happens sometimes, we can hide our light because we're afraid. Uh, whether it's afraid of losing a relationship or, or maybe just afraid of persecution in the world. Now this morning, we are here in Little Rock, and I thank the Lord we can meet freely. Let's never take that for granted, by the way. Praise God this morning we can meet here and we can worship Him. Uh, we don't have to lock the doors to hide from the government right now in our country. We don't have to worry about them coming through and arresting those who are worshiping Christ today. But that's not the case in all countries this morning. That's not the case for our brothers and sisters in Christ uh, in other areas in the world. And some of them are understanding not only persecution, but they're understanding the challenge of this. To, to be a light in a world of darkness, even if it means a, a threat of death or a threat of persecution. And let's pray for them. Let's pray that God will give them strength. Let's pray that they'll be a light. And let's pray we'll continue to be a light here in our free world today, and that we'll continue to have the freedoms that God's given us. You see, wherever we are, we're to be a light, and we're not to to be fearful. We're not to hide our light and keep in a secret place, but let people see Christ in us. Uh, One of the things I think we find in Matthew 10, let me turn over there, Matthew 10, Jesus made it clear that we are to be not secret disciples of Him, but we are to follow Him. And let the world know. Notice it says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. Think not that I came to send, or think not that I come to send peace on earth, I come not to send peace, but a sword. Notice what he says here. He wants, he doesn't want hidden disciples. He wants us to be Disciples who shine the light, who are willing to say, I'm a Christian. Willing to say, yes, I belong to Christ. Yes, I love the Lord. You see, hiding a light, really when you hide a light, it's like trying to conceal your Christianity, is what it is. And Christ doesn't want us to conceal it. He wants us to share it with others. He wants others to see Him through us. So this morning, I encourage you, don't hide the light. If you're tempted to hide the light at any time, don't, don't fall into that temptation. I uh, remember our, I know when I was growing up, and I know our children in our church have learned this, uh, that little light of mine, that song, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine till Jesus comes. 
Well, let's have that attitude in life. Let's let that light shine. Let the world see it so that they can see Christ in us. And, and here's my, my final thought here this morning, and that's the light. And when you allow the light to shine, you honor God. You honor God. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 5, and let's see this here. It says here in verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. First, let's talk about the good works that people might see in us. If we let our light shine, they can see our good works. In other words, our our good testimony. Think about our good works. That would be our deeds, uh, our labors, our efforts, our words, just our overall conduct. Our good works are our works that Christ works through us. See, our righteousness is in Christ, not in us. It's in Him. And when He works through us and people see that, that's what they see. They see our good works. They see our good Savior is what they see, working in our life. They see the Holy Spirit producing fruit in our hearts. See, they'll see a difference in our life is what they'll see. Now, a Christian deals with all the same problems that the world deals with. Let me explain it. Since I've been saved, I've had a flat tire. Since I've been saved, I've had, uh, well, been laid off at, at a position. Since I've been saved, I've had other trials and troubles that just come with living in a world of sin. Once we're saved, we're not exempt from those things. It's not that God wants us to suffer, it's just part of living in this world of sin. So a Christian is going to deal with some problems and trials and troubles. The difference is how you deal with those and how you get through those days. You see, with Christ, all things are possible. With Christ, you understand there's a purpose in your life. There's direction there. And if He's allowed something in your life, it's for a reason. And He's either wanting to direct you a certain direction, wanting to teach you something, want to provide something for you through that trial or through that trouble. And so you begin to glorify Him. And your good works are seen in the world. See, it's not so much us, it's Christ in us that the world sees. And so when we shine our light, we let others see Christ. And that should be the goal. And then the, the other one is we glorify God. Notice he says here, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We glorify God when we let our light shine. We glorify God. To glorify God means to exalt God, to lift up God, to honor God, to reverence God. I don't know about you, but I want to glorify God with my life. We're to, that's one of the, the, the directions in, in the Bible. We're to do all things to the glory of God. This is something that is a direct teaching of how we can glorify God. This morning, you can glorify God by just letting God shine through your life. And, and if you stop and think about it, it's pretty simple. God's not asking us to do something incredible. He's not asking you to do something that you can't do. He's simply asking you to let others see Him through you. In other words, you walk with Him and you obey Him, you live with Him. Others are going to begin to see Christ in your life. They're going to hear Him through your words. And so, you will glorify God as they see Christ in your life. Isn't it wonderful to think that we can glorify God just by living every day? Just by going through our day, wherever you go to work, wherever you get groceries, wherever you go shopping, wherever you go to school, whatever you do on a daily basis, you know you can glorify God just by going there and living for God, just being a testimony. And there may be days that you'll get a chance to actually share Christ with someone. Oh, those are wonderful days. 
Those are exciting days when you can actually talk to someone about Christ. But then you might have days where you won't get a chance to verbally talk to someone about Christ, but you can still glorify God by how you live and how you act throughout your day. Others can see that you're a Christian by how you handle yourself at work, by how you handle yourself through difficult times, by how you handle yourself through blessings. You see, others can see Christ in your life, and that's the goal. And when we do that, we glorify God. Now, let's think about a church now. Let's bring this together here as we get ready to close this morning. Think about a church. Think about a group of people doing that. You know, when there's more, there's more that gets done. Yeah, one person shining a light's a blessing. But you double that two people? You double that four people? You go higher to eight? I'll stop there. My math's not very good, so I'll stop at eight. But you keep doubling that, and you know what happens? You have a multitude of lights in this world. That's how a church can be a light to the world. And this morning, that's my prayer, and that's what I want to encourage and challenge you, is to be a light where you are. And let's pray for more lights, that God will allow us to be a light in this city and a light to this world as we serve Him, and that we honor Him through our lives. You know, in closing, um, here's the final thoughts here. We are the light of the world, is the thought. Uh, The late D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, he had a book on this. He was a preacher in England for many years. He's with the Lord now. But here's what he said about this verse. He said, the real statement here, the real force of this statement is this. You and you alone are the light of the world. He said, that's the force of this. When you really read this verse and think about it. And let me get you something to consider. You know what the Bible tells us? It doesn't say world leaders are the light of the world. It doesn't say politicians are the light of the world. It doesn't say business leaders are the light of the world. It doesn't say athletes are the light of the world. It doesn't say entertainers are the light of the world. It doesn't say scientists or doctors. And the list can go on and on and on and on. It's believers are the light of the world. Now you may have a believer who's a scientist or a doctor or some other profession. But it's believers who are the light of the world. It's Christians who are the light of the world. And that's because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. So this morning, be the light in a world of darkness. Be the light where God has placed you. Be the light wherever you go this afternoon or tomorrow morning or the rest of this week. And here's the thought I'll leave you with. You may be the only light someone will ever see. So it's important that we shine as brightly as possible so they can see Christ in us. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.